What's up? New day, new inspiration. We have some amazing people that we're profiling on this episode. We actually have three different people. We're at the Growing Chefs headquarters on King Street, and we're here for the pizza night. We have two chefs, we have Justin Wolf, we have Paul Harding that are featured here, and I managed to steal Andrew to sit down and talk about what Growing Chefs is doing in and around London, Ontario. This is an episode not to be missed. They are doing big things that could save you and your kids' life when it comes to health and food. Stay tuned, this is gonna be one of the best ones I think we've ever done. walked in here, um, first thing I thought of was when I got married, my wedding cake was from L'Auberge du Petit Prince. Oh. used to be in this building, um, one of my favorite buildings in this pocket. And I don't know if you remember, but a long time ago, I think I had met you at a building in Dundas when you were starting Growing Chefs in the very, very beginning. And Jesse Gibbs space. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was inspired by what you were doing. I was super pumped that you know I had a glimmer into your world. I lost track a little bit, so maybe give me some insight into what Growing Chefs is, kind of the inception story, yep. and where you are today. Awesome. Uh, so we started uh, Growing Chefs Ontario started 11 years ago in London, yep. uh, literally out of the trunk of my car. My wife and I kind of pushed it along for the first couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, back in 2011 when we first got our office, that was when we, we started really formally pushing things forward. We run food education programs for children and families, uh, mostly in partnership with schools, but also with community agencies and, and just the city in general. Okay. Um, and the intent is to teach kids how to cook, but give them hands-on experience to like smell, touch, feel, experience what it's like to work with real food, with real ingredients, and how to transform them into food that's good for you, but that they're excited about eating. So our mission is to get kids excited about healthy food. Yeah. Um, simply because uh, you can't just tell kids to go do something without showing them the steps how to get there. Um, we literally teach every subject in school um, through a combination of like experiential learning or hands-on learning yeah. and then textbook or, or theoretical learning except for nutrition and food. Um, which we've been taking all of the hands-on stuff out of the school system for like 25 years. Um, so Growing Chefs is just an attempt to bring that back in, in a positive and fun way, using professional chefs for two reasons. One, if you want something uh, cooked fast, cost-effectively, and with the best ingredients, they're the best people to talk to. Uh, two, if you want to get kids inspired to, to cook food, put them in front of a chef. Their chef coats are like superhero capes, 100%. Um, and they will get pumped. This is why almost every kid watches the Food Network. So a lot of what we do at the at the end of the day is just trying to give kids the experience to make them feel like they're on the Food Network show, right in their classroom or right in one of our classrooms. Funny you say that. Actually, now that I think about it, my daughter's five, and she has been watching um, these cake boss shows. I don't oh, know yeah. what it is. And these competitions, like she's into it. And I get a hoot out of it because she's super passionate about it. And like she'll take all her little plates and she'll set it up. But I think, you know, you touched on something that I, I've seen in this series talking to other people where, you know, I, like, I liken it to going camping and having a rainy three days, almost miserable, but you remember that trip for the rest of your life. 
you go on a roller coaster and it's a 20 second ride and you forget about it an hour later where the ladder you earned and yeah. you really kind of made your stripes doing it. it's kind of the same thing with food right where understanding the process rather than getting a frozen box of chicken changes the dynamics totally it, it totally does and it just it it gives I mean when people have the have the opportunity to um, like really experience the full sensory experience of like all of those different ingredients and and just I mean when you go into our classes it's it's amazing watch kids cut up onions and and see that that full experience and they're crying and it's it's very extreme and it's like that's a huge part of it is just getting our senses adjusted to what cooking and what eating real food actually is and so many people these days not even just young people but like multiple Adults. generations of people are used to those high processed foods they're easy killing it's salty it's sweet it's it's aggressively either one and we never help condition our taste buds to get used to what real food tastes like and it's we we use this analogy a lot in, in growing chefs programming where you jump into a swimming pool and the water's too cold and you have that minute before your body adjusts but we don't jump out of the pool and go swimming sucks that felt uncomfortable for a second you adjust you adjust but we we never give kids the opportunity to let their taste buds adjust to new flavors and it's the same thing you just have to teach them to do it and in order to get them to suffer through that three days in the tent when it's raining um, in a food sense you have to present it to them in a fun way or else it's not gonna stick um, I like the analogy uh, what happens if you catch fire what yeah. do you do what, do you, what were we taught to do to roll around on the ground that's, that's right stop yeah. drop and roll right yeah. and, and it's everybody remembers that because a firefighter came into our classrooms yeah. when we were young in uniform Looking like a superhero and yeah. taught us those things and it's like I don't know about you um, I've never caught fire. Yeah. I've never utilized well, that. As an, as an adult, yeah. I thought I would be catching fire every other day. Uh, Especially in the restaurant business, it happens exactly. sometimes, right? But you remember that, and yeah. you remember that experience. So how can we present um, eating healthy food in, in that type of an environment that's gonna stick? And, and that's what Growing Chefs does. Um, and then here at Aubert's, having the opportunity to like open up our facility in a building that almost every person in London has some connection with. Yeah. My wife and I went on one of our first dates here awesome. um, back in 2004 uh, when the Arroyas family was running it. And um, yeah, so so having the opportunity to transform a building that has such history in the city and incorporate our programming into it has been a dream come true. And that's not just our programming, but our whole business model, which is uh, a little bit of the other non-programming side of it is what you're witnessing tonight. It's, it's pretty exciting. And from the programming aspect, like just even having this conversation, I'm thinking of communities and people that we touch that I know would absolutely love to have access to somebody like yourself. Um, you know, I'll, I'll make those connections if I can. One question I have for you, having a little girl, what do you find really moves the needle in terms of actual tangible things that you do with children to get them engaged, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> repetition. Yeah. Not getting frustrated. And, and I fell into that um, category myself as a parent was you know, by the time you get the food on the table, whatever it is, it, it could be takeout, but you've had a long day, probably come from work, you've <laughs> cooked, you've probably cleaned half of it up, or you're at least thinking about the cleanup you still have to do. You've got all of these things and then you sit down at the table and your kids go, yeah, I don't like it. Even it could be their favorite thing, they ate it 20 times yesterday. Or, their kids? I don't like it. And what does that do for you? Yeah. Well, it's frustrating, right? Um, let alone, they haven't even cooked with you yet. They're ju you're just trying to get them to eat. 
Um, and with kids, it's, it's, they learn by repetition. Um, and you have to try and figure out how to create a learning environment for them that's positive um, and that it doesn't turn them off of the food experience. And this is what I do for a living and I found myself at home getting frustrated with my kids trying to do things that I had infinite patience when I'm here doing it with kids I don't know. Um, so that's a huge, huge thing. When, it term, when it, If you want to see a difference in your own kids, how and where can you get them involved? That, and that doesn't mean you have to run a full cooking program in your kitchen and be cleaning ingredients off the ceiling because that will happen. Um, it could be helping get it, involving them in meal planning, shopping, uh, preparation of any kind. It could be setting the yeah. table. It could be serving the food. It can be as simple as them choosing the food from a family-style dish and choosing what makes it onto their plate, encouraging them positively to continue trying new things, encouraging them to be okay if they take something they don't like. Yeah. Um, and then and and not being frustrated and it's it's super challenging we all get frustrated right I mean we're all little kids that grew up right we were all that kid one day and it's it's nice that you're saying that because it really kind of imprints on me that those moments that you know where you're trying to do a thousand things at once and you know satisfy your family and take care of everything you know them not liking the food or not wanting the food isn't necessarily a reflection of you as a human being so, you know, taking a pause for a second, resetting, and then engaging them in whatever you're doing does make a difference. Like, my daughter loves to mix things. So, if we're making food, right, I always kind of give her a job. So, it's cracking eggs, like, little tiny things, right? And it's, you have to engage with them to a certain degree in order to, and you get what you kind of give in that context, right? 100%. And you have to remember, kids don't have perspective yet, or yeah. especially young kids. Yeah. Um, they're, they're learning that. So, you could have, your, how old's your daughter? Five. So perfect. So five years old, she could crack one egg, yeah. go wash her hands, and then and then off doing whatever else she's doing. Walk back, see the finished product. She's like, I, I made did it. That. Yeah, I, I made that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's and that's perfect. Of course you did. Yeah. Now do you want to taste the thing that you made? Um, and that's and that's great. I I always like to say uh, again with with parents, any time that your kids aren't eating the food that's in front of them. A lot of the time it has nothing to do with the food, it has nothing to do with you, it has nothing to do with the situation. A lot of times with kids, it's the first time in their day, because they've been at school, at daycare, been told what to do on someone else's schedule, and here's the first moment where they have a sense of control over I what's happening to them. That. that makes perfect sense. Right? And if, if them going, I don't like that, is the only way they see an opportunity yeah. to assert control, it might have nothing to do with food. Um, but if you can give them that control by going, here's your plate, you can choose whatever it is that you want to put on that plate, um, then all of a sudden you're creating a positive situation for them to uh, make choices or about what they're going to eat. And think about every time that you have a kid and you're like, oh no, no, don't eat that, and you want them to eat it. Every parent probably on the face of the other has done it, the kid does it. It probably is a psychological thing to a certain degree. and. Understand because it'd be frustrating for us to be in a situation where somebody else is running our ship kind of non-stop um, Because we're sitting in this beautiful garden filled with yeah. food um, Is that part of the program as well? 100% so our, our programming aims to give uh, Kids and students a window into our whole food system. Okay, so where does food come from? How does it grow? Um, who grows it? Where does it grow? Uh, how does it get to us all of those places that it travels to um, whether it's local food like like this, or whether it's food from halfway across the globe, like our olive oil and lemons, yeah. um, Parmesan cheese. Uh, how does it get to us? 
why is that important to know about? How does that affect other people? Um, how is it distributed? How is it sold? How do we buy it? How does it get into our cupboard so that we can prepare it? And then even waste management, like where does it go when you dump it in the garbage or what's the difference between garbage and compost, etc., etc. Um, food is such a crazy important driver of our economy, our social structure, of um, our environmental footprint. Um, it shape, literally shapes our communities, especially here in London where we're like, Google map London, Ontario, scroll back. We are an island in a sea of some of the most fertile farmland Class A, I in the world. I would say that actually, like we have more Class A agricultural land than almost anywhere in the world, right? And, and yet people are, generally speaking, super disconnected from thinking about where their food comes from. Yet at the same time, we have um, a report two weeks ago from the World Health Organization coming out going, we are less than 20 years from a full global food system collapse yeah. and how we will produce food and get it to everywhere on the globe that it needs to be for people to have enough food is a giant question mark. And none of us are, none of us, many of us are just not thinking about that at all. Yet through the food that we choose that we put on our plates every day, we shape how our entire retail market subsidies, works. Subsidies, everything. We right? shape how farmers, what they plant, where their food's going to go. Yeah. Um, by connecting with our food choices, we have the power to reduce our environmental footprint, if that's something we're interested in, uh, support our community um, social structure, our community, our local economy. Um, we have the power to support um, good food practices in terms of making sure that the people that produce that food are paid an equitable wage. Ethically. Depending on wherever they are in the world. Like there's so much power we have through our food choices and so often all people think of when it comes to food is do I like that and how much does it cost? We were waiting for the next season of Stranger Things, right? Like that's part of the problem. So. I mean, for you guys watching this, I, I think you should take a cue from this conversation and get more involved. If I was gonna send these people somewhere to just see what you're doing, just get introduced to you guys, whether it be an Instagram page, Facebook, website, how do they find Growing Chefs and how do they come to an amazing event like this? Uh, Facebook, uh, Growing Chefs ON. Uh, Instagram is Growing Chefs Ontario. Okay. Uh, GrowingChefsOntario.ca is yep. our website. Or you can come into 460 King Street, Growing Chefs Headquarters. Awesome. Check out what we're doing anytime. Open invitation to the community. Uh, if we're here, uh, we'd love to show you around. Uh, there's a pretty good chance that there'll be a school visiting and we'll have lots of kids cooking or we'll be having a revenue generation uh, event like tonight. So tonight we've got two of the best chefs in the city. The bomb. Justin Wolf, so Wolfpack in the yeah. house. Uh, we got Paul Harding yeah. uh, from Fanshawe, yeah. formerly of the Only on King, um, are working with the Growing Chefs team. Uh, we're doing a wood fire oven pizza night. Uh, this is how we pay for our programming without passing the cost on to the schools or the, or the students or the community agencies that we hire us. We're always doing uh, private and public events. Um, we generate at Growing Chefs about 50 to 60 percent of our income comes from these types of events wow. that we uh, host here. So we'd love to see you out for them. Um, and you can't go wrong when you have chefs of that caliber in your kitchen cooking. How, how is pizza tonight? There's a problem. Like I'm barely holding it together. I have not stopped eating pizza since I got here at six. There was a lineup out the door for the pork belly. It's out of control. Um, and it's funny, right? Because we we're sitting here having this conversation. I've known both those guys for a long time, saw the event, came with no context. I actually didn't Google you guys on purpose because I wanted to just ask the questions I wanted to know for the audience. Um, so if you guys want to be connected with these people, let me know. I will send you the information. Everything will be in the show notes. So go follow them, support them, show up to one of their events. I promise you, you will not regret it. Thanks for the time. Hey, cheers. Awesome. Yeah, my pleasure.
should probably introduce this guy. Paul. How are you? Paul used to run the Only on King, one of my favorite restaurants in London. We're still friends, even though he decided to move on to bigger and better things. Um, it's actually his Instagram channel that I saw the posting for this event on. Shot him a DM, said, come out, bring the team out, and enjoy some food, so we're here. So what what made you link up with Growing Chefs London? Growing Chefs have been a part of since the beginning, going into classrooms, yeah. having children of my own now. That's just like, it's, uh, it's I remember doing it as a, as, as a school child. Uh, it's just been a really important part of, of growing up for me and getting connected with food. Yeah. I, I remembered it, I'm like, Andrew started the, the Growing Chefs, I'm like, oh, it's a fantastic idea. Let me know how we can help. Yeah. Obviously, you try to donate as much time as you can. Yeah. You know, it's not, you know, no one, no one has enough time to help out, but this is a no-brainer because it's pizza, volunteer, no problem. It's always, uh, always great. Have you seen it impact your own family? Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's great. I try to get, so I went into my wife's classroom uh, a couple times. My brother-in-law is a teacher as well, went into yeah. his classroom. So, and you, you see, you see them connect with food right away, and it's just... Uh, they're hungry, right? They're like, hungry. They're hungry for knowledge. Kids, they they're hungry for what tastes good. Like, they've never had certain vegetables, and even uh, vinaigrette, right? Something as simple as a vinaigrette, and they just... So it's, uh, it's really fun to see that connection. Seeing how it was made and, and exactly. understanding why they're using it. Exactly. What's your favorite kind of pizza? You can make any pizza. Somebody can make you cheese pizza. pizza. Just basic Ke cheese. Kevin McAllister. It's just a really good. You can tell about the crust. You can tell about the sauce. You can tell about the good quality of the cheese. So it's just a good uh, kind of like a hundred hundred yard dash of the, the pizzas. But and I can't like anything. People that are experts at what they do yeah. tend to tell me in whatever field they are that sometimes the simplest is the best. Like yeah. The things that they, they're looking at are really tasting the simple ingredients yeah. form something rather than throwing everything on it and then yeah. you can't taste anything. Yeah, right? you really want to, you want, you want too much on a pizza too. You just want to kind of keep it really not, not uh, overpowering, you know, maybe a few curveballs here and there, but it's fun, right? Pizza's fun. I want people to come and see you. Where would I send them to actually find you to book a private So thanks, thanks Justin. Um, be on Instagram, so entertaining uh, by CH is my handle. Uh, it's just like kind of like small events from eight to 30 people. Uh, it's like the secret show. We it, were just talking about secret. Great Band and yeah. music and stuff like that. So I saw your events and I got all pumped up because yeah, I'm like, it's good. where's this happening? So I go to people's homes or backyards and kind of like just cater to what they want. Yeah. I have a lot of great options as well. Um, and it's really enjoyable. I try to make it a fun yeah. occasion, uh, but really just cater on what the customer, what customers after. So yeah, cool. I love it. It's really fun. All right, appreciate it, man. Follow this guy. I promise you will not be disappointed. Thanks, Justin. What is up? You got double J. Yeah, Justin Wolf, Justin Conoco. He just said that. That's why I put the Jays of Thunder. The Jays of Thunder. Boom. One of my favorite chefs in London. Um, incredible mind. Amazing at what he does. You know, him and Paul do two completely different things, but they brought both their talents here tonight to feed a whole bunch of people. And you know, I jumped at the opportunity to be here. Jumped at the opportunity to bring our video team here because. You know, people know who you are. First of all, what restaurants do you actually operate? Because every time I call you, I'm like, hey, I'm walking by one of your restaurants. I know, I don't even know anymore. So we have uh, the Early Bird, which is our diner on King, or sorry, on Talbot Street, between King and New York. That's our longest running right now. Uh, we have Los Lobos, which is our take on Mexican. We have the Little Bird Cafe, uh, which just opened up in April in Worley Village. And we are currently getting ready to open company bar followed by our own pizza joint. That is amazing and I'm not kidding like it's a problem. I have to pack lunches because if I don't I walk by one of these restaurants 
you're getting more and more of my money, which is a good thing because I'm encouraging your hobby. Yeah. Um, Lots of paddles in the fire this year. Well, for, us, for sure. I, I want to ask you that. That's kind of my main question. Is like, hey. where do you find this constant inspiration to keep coming up with different ideas and doing different things? Uh, the biggest thing is just, you know, this is a city that we were born and raised in. Um, my brother left, you know, for a while and he spent 15 years in Toronto managing and sort of getting into the industry, sticking with the industry that he loved on the beverage side. Um, I met him on the other side with food. Um, we're 10 years actually this year, which is going to be huge for us in December, in business together, work for ourselves. Um, it just started by just, you know, being really aware of the city and, you know, planning our roots here as adults and with families now and just really trying to figure out you know it started with just ideas with what we enjoy when we go out of town and what kind of places we look at what type of food we look for uh, so it essentially starts as an idea like what does London need what could we do without stepping on anybody else's toes yeah. um, I'm definitely like the more the merrier you know I, I don't like there's always you know good things about healthy competition but I, I don't feel like London's even really at that point yet because there's so much room here for people to do different stuff yeah um, we've had opportunities to franchise some of the things that work for us but I have no interest in doing so I want everything we do to be different because I don't want my life to be about formulas and numbers I have enough of that now I want to keep everything exciting so. it's I mean there's the business side of running a, a successful restaurant that you have to do a certain degree right but at the same time the beauty is in doing stuff like this like if somebody would just say hey would you cook for free you'd probably say yeah if it was a cool thing to try like I know you went overseas for a little I'm bit I'm doing right? that today yeah yeah no doubt uh, right like yeah, I, for I did, a good cause but. I did the huge apprenticeship in Chicago which sort of changed my, my world under a master chef um, I spent nine months there working for nothing yeah just to better myself um, which in turn bettered my career so uh, now I travel and I've done pop-ups in Europe and I, I work out of Ohio at a, the Culinary Vegetable Institute of America uh, doing events down there as often as I can get there between babies and restaurants yep. uh, so yeah I like to travel I'm actually going out east um, at the end of the month to do a couple events with Chef Michael Smith oh, cool. um, doing a course at his restaurant and also for the fall flavors event out on the wharf cooking a steak course for 150 so that that's where I keep myself um, now that I'm a little bit you know essentially hired outside of the kitchens I have a lot of great staff in place so to keep myself active and my mind busy and my chops up I try to do as many charitable events and just fun things to get out and keep my mind it, it sharpens that sword, right? Like you get inspired, you take a little bit of time, <clears throat> excuse me, get into somebody else's world, see how they do things differently, you get inspired, right? Like there, there are two different sets of people that I find that I run into just in my day-to-day. -day. You get people that always think, oh, like, why is that guy successful? I've been doing this for 20 years. You know, I should be the one that has what he has. And then there's the other people that see that and are like, man, I'm so happy that you have all the success. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to make my own path because there is more than enough for everybody. Exactly. And you know, finding something inspiring in other people will lead to success in your own world. I'm in real estate, well, like he's a chef, but I literally, I think I've told you this many times that I get pumped up seeing you guys doing different things, you know, seeing Paul, like the food he used to put out in yourself. Like, yeah, it's just, it's exciting to see people that, you know, you care about or friends with, you know, doing something that they love, Yeah, you know, and if there's a success involved in that, I mean, there is on any, every level because you love what you're doing, right? So that, that goes a long way with us and um, we're completely family run, you know, with our whole company and that's, awesome. that's been our vibe all the way through and it's just about, like I said, trying to bring something unique to the table for London, uh, for ourselves and for our friends. We start there and then if it works, 
you know, great, we roll with it. If it doesn't, we're not afraid to roll with the punches. But I literally wrote something this morning that I literally shared with the team saying, you know, if you don't try, you'll always regret it. If you try and fail, I promise you the general public will probably respect you more for it and not trying at all, right? Completely. In our industry, we're, you know, in, in many industries, we're continuously evolving, you know? Um, our city is continuously growing. We, we can do some things, you know, we don't want to scare people away, but we also want people to realize that there's so much more out there, you know? So it's a fine line in London trying to, you know, to walk that, which is why we're trying to do something different every time. So. Dif different is better than yeah, better sometimes, yeah. I say. Some people but. might love it, some people might hate it, but, you know, we're having fun doing it, so. So, That's all if you're anywhere in London, turn to your left, you'll probably find a restaurant and you walk into it and you can see Justin. Um, but if I was going to send them somewhere to just to see generally what you guys are doing, is there like a website or a profile or something I can send these people to? Oh geez, we're all kind of separate right now. We're in the middle of sort of grouping our company yeah. all into one umbrella. Um, right now, I Check out the Little Bird. That's what yeah, yeah, Little Bird is our right? little hotspot in the morning. Um, Los Lobos is my place where I want to go at night. So yeah. we're kind of have the best of both worlds happening. Something for everybody's mood. And treat the staff really, really well. Because if you go to Los Lobos, they may tell you some secrets about yeah. stuff that's off menu and whatnot too. Exactly. Um, appreciate your time, man. Thanks, man. Keep killing it. Appreciate it. Awesome. Cheers.